The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. It is January 22nd, 2018. Talking Raw 25. Got Mr. Matt Morgan with us, Mr. Raj Giri. Matt, uh, hopping on right as we're starting here. Uh, what did you think of tonight's show? <laughs> and he's giving a thumbs down for those not watching that are listening to this later. Um, yeah, a little polarizing reaction online tonight. I think some people had very high expectations that were not met by the evening. But uh, oh, the next segment was great with Stone Cold. That's all. Hey, Matt, we're having a hard time kind of hearing you. Is your I think you're frozen now, or am I frozen? <laughs> the first segment with Austin was good, and that was it. Perfect. All right, cool. There we go. Yeah, Justin Labar's at the Manhattan Center tonight. He might be. Good. He might be dropping in, doing a run in. So we'll see. But we don't. We, we don't need them. And they're they're the biggest part of the problem. They sucked ass tonight. Who did? Manhattan the Manhattan Center. They were quieter than a bunch of crickets. They well, sucked. they're sitting there for three hours uh, with I nothing. Don't care. Going don't on. come. Yeah. So they didn't have a screen at the Manhattan Don't. Center so that they could watch what's going on at the Barclays Center. So they're pretty much the whole show just sitting around uh, you know, with nothing to do. Wouldn't that be more reason to be excited when something does happen? Like, I don't know. I don't know. When Generation would, X comes out. Would you want to sit there for an hour for a uh, broken Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt match? And then another hour and then finally you get DX, you know, which they kind of did the same thing at you know the the fifteen year or raw one thousand where you know DX kind of yes yeah. I would I don't know people have paid like a thousand bucks for those seats and right so friggin go bananas <laughs> yeah. yeah enjoy yourselves yeah yeah they didn't uh, get much <clears throat> well the show opened well tonight right I mean we got to see the classic set that was cool went to the Barclays Center where we had uh, Stephanie McMahon. Shane McMahon welcome out their father, did a little thing, presenting him with a plaque. I thought the joke was okay. Um, but then Stone Cold came out, proceeded to give stunners to Shane and events. You know, it was it was a good opening to the show. I feel like from there, though, it really just whew, took a nosedive. Um, but, Matt, let's start with that. You liked the opening. What did you like about the opening? Stone Cold's, honestly, the pops. The pops for Vince and the pops for Stone Cold. Yeah. Um, um there's something to be said, you know what I mean? I don't care, uh, you know, I'm, he dragged on before he hit Vince with his stunner very long. But, I mean, we're nitpicking here, right? This is Stone Cold we're talking. The pop itself made the, the opening segment to me. That's just, it's just an un, unmeasurable reaction that that man still continues to get, Stone Cold. Yeah. He looked like he, he hadn't aged a week. Nope. Since his heyday, he he looked awesome out there. He did, and uh, I mean that whole segment. Vince McMahon just reminding you what a tremendous heel he is, and mm -hmm. the way he, I thought that whole first segment was just awesome. I thought the whole show was going to kind of be like this, and and uh, <laughs> it made a a drastic turn after that. Yeah, no, nope. Stone Cold looks great. You know what the secret is? I figured this out. It's never looking young. If your look is that you always look kind of middle-aged or in your 30s or 40s, no one will ever tell the difference, you know? But if you look really young, you'll age, it'll depress people. Uh, Stone, yeah. Cold, Stone Cold looked fantastic, though. Yeah, Vince, Vince, I don't know if he's losing his hearing, but he thought the fans were chanting CM Punk at one point. Do you, you hear that part? And then uh, yeah, and then Stephanie was like, uh, no, they're chanting. What were they chanting? Thank you, Vince. Thank you, yeah. Vince. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that part was pretty funny. But Vince, Vince was awesome. Uh, Austin hitting the stunner which on Shane and Vince. You knew what was coming as soon as he came out. You saw the ending of this, but it it was just uh, the crowd was on fire. I mean, it was great. Yeah. Started with that. And then from there, oh, man. So uh, women's match 
four on four, Oscar, Sasha Banks, Mickey James, and Bailey versus Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Nia Jax, and Alicia Fox with Paige in their corner. Um, this match went on, I think, longer than a lot of people were expecting, but I thought what was yeah. most interesting about it was Asuka standing tall at the end of Raj, because that makes me think she's not winning the Rumble based on your booking prediction <laughs> pattern. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's, it doesn't all look out. like that. Yeah. Maybe it is Ronda. Yeah. Who knows? Man, I hope Sunday really just erases a lot of the lesser moments of tonight. Yeah, this was I, I just thought after the Austin segment to go to this, it just is just kind of a, a, a killer, a mood killer. You know, you had you do the two multi-person women's matches every week that don't mean anything. And that's what this was again. Um, I, you know, we've been saying for forever that we'd like to see them book them you know, more individual feuds, give them, you know, more to chew on instead of just these multi-person matches every week. But, um, yeah, so this kind of killed the buzz from the opening segment, I thought. And it makes no sense that Alicia Fox was teaming with Absolution when they had, you know, torn her apart as part of her debut, like, you know, two weeks in a row, right? Well, Paige did say she always liked Alicia Fox. It was the other girls that had an issue with her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so for continuity's sake continuity, continuity why didn't they involve the female legends in this segment or the build-up to this segment or some sort of promo or yeah, something to hype have. the rumble you they know have. yeah the, the rumble was a big afterthought tonight yeah definitely i mean i understand with the miz and roman keeping that separate from the nostalgia but i felt like with this segment especially with the women's division given how far it's come they were saying you know the first episode of monday night raw there wasn't even a women's match um i think they had an opportunity here but instead we got this this placeholder you know alondra blaze should have been involved there yeah well that's the speculation online is that any female legend we did not see tonight we might be seeing sunday like okay, Lita. That's, that's fine. I just, I'm just, I, no offense, guys. You guys really, you guys, the, the site and stuff. I know you guys are really jacking up this upcoming 25th anniversary. It's a big, it's supposed to be a big deal. These episodes to me are always horrible. Always. All these, all these history making Monday Night Raws always suck ass. They're never good. <laughs> They're never good because this is where WWE gets in their own way. They try to do the comedy stuff and that's when they get in trouble. That that's when they have to be creative. That's when they suck ass the most. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. I think it's the idea. You can see it. This was horrible. People like the, the idea. Last anniversary was horrible. Yeah, when they first went back to USA for the first time uh, after they moved back from what do you call it? What was a spike? Yeah, it sucked ass. Yeah, I, I forgot that episode, but yeah, it all sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much a bunch of people just doing backstage cameos. And not um, even, like, the ones that I wanted. Those hope, Brother Love I was excited to see. But other than that, <laughs> Boogeyman, dude, you were there for, like, a hot minute. I don't give a shit that you're back there. <laughs> Show me somebody, like, I don't know. I don't know. You get Jericho, but, again, it seemed like kind of a waste. Jericho's was cool, at least. Yeah, yeah. that was good. I'd have liked to see him in the ring, though. Like, him interrupted Elias in the ring, but... You know, they're not building to that, so I get why they didn't. Yeah, definitely better man. Yeah. So we did see backstage. Okay, so backstage was your favorite segment, Matt, the boogeyman with Kurt Angle and Brother Love, Teddy Long. Um, But let's talk about The Undertaker. Okay, so this promo, Matt, I'm curious your interpretation. He talked about his uh, previous opponents that he defeated resting in peace. Finally, he was not wearing his gloves or hat that he left in the ring at WrestleMania. It's a relatively short promo, but what did you take the meaning of this to be? Was this him confirming his retirement, or was this setting up for one more match? I didn't take it either way. I thought this was deliberately not to set anything up, nor not. Mm. You know what I mean? Deliberately just to him talk about the history of him being within this company and what he's done over 25 years and in his gimmick character. Yeah, what was that line, that last line where he said... The fallen legend. I declare that the fallen legends will rest in, will now rest in peace or something like that. Yeah, that hmm. does that make any sense? The declared legends. I declare that the the legends that I put to rest will now rest in peace. It was something along yeah. those lines. It was kind of a retirement sounding statement, or. I thought he was going to say, "But there's one legend," and I thought I was going to say John Cena. I yeah, mean, that's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, maybe then. 
It was it, just weird. It almost seemed like he flubbed that line or uh, or he forgot a line or something. It seemed like something was was off with the, the And the Manhattan game. Center fanboys, you know what it was? They threw him because they started with the one more match thing in the middle of it, and you could tell he was a little rattled mm. by it. Yeah. Um, I'm also uh, thinking the conspiracy theory tonight was just to get the most toxic fans, like the Frank the Clowns, the Brock Lesnar guy, all contained in one place. Dude, the Brock Lesnar guy, I'm begging you to change your shirt, brother. Like, Affliction jumped the shark, like, freaking seven years ago. <laughs> it's his trademark, man. Affliction's doing WWE shirts now. Yeah. Exactly my point. Or no, that's Tap Out, but yeah. Tap um, Out jumped the shark before Affliction. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they stepped on Taker's promo. They threw him a little bit with that. That's where he seemed to flub a line was around when they were chanting one more match. It was just weird. I think that's the part, and that's why I'm really curious when we do talk to Justin next. I know that's he was looking forward so much to being there. He thought this was going to be... He had very high expectations for this, yeah. and I thought the Taker promo was an example of just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. He looked good, though. He did. I was going to say the same sure. thing. He wore the right costume. He looked good. Is that his real hair is my question. Yeah, I think that – you remember how he's using that wig for a while? Um, I mean, his long that – was, that was really long hair all of a sudden to have, right? Yeah. From being a mohawk, right? Yeah, and he's not that – you know, it, it looked like a young person's hair. Um, it, that's why I think he looked so good, part of it, right? I liked it, actually. It, I thought it, he looked good. Yeah. You remember that one year he came back and he was wearing a wig in like the yeah. the promos and then he chopped it all off before it was time to, you know, get in the ring. And that's when he shaved his head. I don't know if he's going to do that again or if that was his real hair. If that was his real hair, that was impressive. Yeah, really, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's something that happened tonight that got a little lost in people's disappointment and high expectations. Um, the Miz won the Intercontinental title off Roman Reigns. Yeah. Fantastic. It's a good match. And he went back yeah. to the uh, Manhattan Center after. They didn't air it, but he, uh, I think he cut a promo or something there after, after winning the title. <sighs> that was really good. I thought that was the best part of the show besides Stone Cold. Yeah. That match and the finish. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, you know, Miz, it kind of fits him to have the Intercontinental title. It doesn't fit Reigns, if, especially if Reigns is being put in the world title picture. So right. it's a yeah, good decision. I hope uh, that doesn't mean Reigns is winning the Rumble. <laughs> no. <laughs> we shall see. A couple days away. Uh, back from the break, saw more of the card game pack. The card game segments, man. I get it. This was, I mean, Raj, you were predicting a battle royal, something to jam everyone in and said we had a card game. A lot of guys. Yeah, I, did I say battle royal? I thought just backstage segment where they throw everybody in. For I think minutes. that was one of the predictions of how they were going to get all these legends in. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was someone online had said oh. that there was going to be a legends Or maybe it was royal. Chris. Maybe Chris uh, said that Wednesday. But regardless, um, there was a card game. Some SmackDown stars were there. The Usos. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what a waste of getting the SmackDown guys on and just completely nothing. Yeah. And uh, Randy Orton's wife, did you see that? She was upset that Orton wasn't asked to, to go tonight. I'm sure well, he's probably a, happy now. He would have just been playing, you know, cards with the APA. Did they show any of his highlights at least? No, they, they kind of did nothing with them, right? Like when they came back from a commercial break, they'd show like the history of the 25 years. They didn't show him being up on Batista's shoulders. and oh, they, they didn't show that, that clip. Yeah, yeah. Batista with hair. Yeah, when very, they did those montages, he was, he was in a few of yeah. those. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Christian did an edition of The Peep Show. Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan as his guests. Uh, Jason Jordan getting heat, man. Great heat. He, yeah. <laughs> that was, he probably got the most heat on the show. He did so good. It was such great heat. And Seth Rollins is playing how he... Sorry, Matt, you cut out there for a second. Hello? Uh, Hello? Yeah, yeah, there you are. Get back. You. Uh, um, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, we can hear you. Seth. Yeah. The way Seth was playing off of him was great, too. I, lo I love it. It's making Seth more comfortable, I'm noticing. Yeah. Yeah. And Seth accidentally hitting him. Do you think we'll get a feud uh, after these two, their imminent breakup, or do you think they'll do something with Jason and Kurt right away? Good question. I don't know. For Seth's sake, I hope not. Yeah. I mean, what did they you do know? with Seth for Mania, though? Ugh. 
There's Seth really versus nothing. Jason Jordan, though, that's kind of. Is there a way to do a three way? Oh, yeah. with who? With Kurt? It protects Kurt a lot. It does. And uh, Seth is that good to be able to be the glue of that match. Yeah, they haven't even been teasing Angle wrestling again or really anything with Angle and Jordan for a while since this uh, tag team started. So I don't know if you're right. I don't know if they're just going to go with Seth and Jordan as a team for a while and have them, you know, as a tag match at Mania because there's it's nothing like clear lined up for them. Yeah. Well, I think everything's in flux no, I mean, right now, right? No, I mean they got all their plans laid out right now. If, if that's definitely what you mean. have their plans laid out for Mania by now. Yeah. Oh, I meant with yeah. Dean out, with Samoa Joe out, with the injuries, they probably had to change a couple things. Dude, they're I mean, not going to bed until they fix that when those yeah. people get hurt. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. So the bar is going to rematch against them on Sunday at the Royal Rumble. Do you think the bar reclaims the titles and then Jordan and Rollins break up? Maybe. I think they stay together for a while just because they don't have anything else. Sounds for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they keep going with this sto- the storyline where they tease Ascension and keep them together for a long time. So when it does happen, it's kind of a big surprise. I or, was really, or, or somewhat yeah. of a surprise. I was really shocked we got that backstage segment with Alexa and Charlotte setting up uh, more of a rivalry between them involving Ric Flair. But, you know, now that looks like they're going to have some space on the card Sunday that they didn't announce a match between the two. Um, I think there is a storyline here, but if not Sunday, right. when's the next opportunity for them to face one another? You know? Yeah. I like them keeping the brand versus brand thing limited to survivor mm-hmm. series. It makes it more special as opposed to just randomly doing it uh, yeah. as a last minute match. They could be doing that. I, I felt like it was more just a way to get a Ric Flair cameo. Um, and that was probably it. So, or, you know, I could yeah. easily see them doing commentary during the rumble. You know, they'll have the, the, there are those times during the Rumble matches where they'll have like seven yeah. people on commentary. So I could see like Charlotte and Alexa. <laughs> yeah, that's actually probably the best call. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm amazed is how does Ric Flair keep coming back and the sound guy that mics him doesn't do the level check when he does the woo? I thought that was her this time. Both of them, like just blast out, out the woo. Yeah, blasted out the woo, distortion on it, you know? It's like that should be the level yeah. check. Get yeah. some compressors there. Um, Flair looked good, though. He looks back 100% to where he was before his health scare. Yeah. You would, you would not know that he came close to dying, what, five months ago, four months ago? Right. No, yeah, yeah. So we got yeah. – oh, I'm sorry, Matt. What were you going to say? Uh, we got to see it tonight. Finally, folks, we've been waiting for it. They gave it to us for free on Raw 25. Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. Mr. Matt Morgan, did this live up to whatever expectations you had at this point for where this feud was going? Well, expectations lately, yes, because (laughs) it's been horrible. I hate, I hate, like I'm shitting on everything. I don't want it. I'm just so pissed off at how they messed this up with Matt, you know? And uh, they had him in front of the wrong audience. I mean, the Manhattan Center, was it always that quiet? I don't remember it being that quiet back in 92, right? Yeah, it was loud at the beginning of the show. And like when Taker came out and everything, I just think the long pauses just took him out. So it wasn't an acoustic issue, right? No, like- did you remember how loud they were for Taker at the beginning? And they were going no. crazy. Uh, yeah, they were going crazy early in the show. And then uh, before the show, during the pre-show, uh, they showed a cutaway to JR and, and the King there. And the crowd was just on fire. So I think it was just... I think it was just they didn't get, you know, they expected more. Because really, Matt Hardy, you know, if you're booking this thing, first of all, the Dudley should have been at the Manhattan Center. I don't know why they did that at Barclays. But, uh, you know, if you're going to put a, a match on, you know, for this crowd at the Manhattan Center, Matt Hardy would have been the way to go. But, yeah, the crowd did not react much at all. And they got a 205 Live match, a dark match to <laughs> keep them Yeah, and, and again, I don't know if it's a case where it's, the Woken thing not, not working or uh, just the crowd was just kind of dead by then. Um, I think it's a combo. I do. Yeah. And let's be clear. When we're saying it's not working, folks, it's not because I'm mad. It's right. They've done what they continue to do. They mess up the un, uh, the, the, at first the unfathomable and the unmessable. We, you know what I mean? They find a way to mess it up. Oh, yeah. Just think Goldberg or 
Bret Hart coming back. I mean, all these, uh, all these. My biggest one. Things. My biggest one's always going to be Nakamura. Yeah, yeah. I just can't believe how they've. Oh my god. Yeah. I watched him in a mixed tag the other night, and I was just going, "What the f?" I think I said it twenty different times. Yeah, that's that's why I, just, I still don't think he's winning the Rumble. They just treated him like he's another guy that in that match. Cat shit! Like, come on, dude. <laughs> Nakamura, badass. Well, Mr. Strong Style, you know what the hell are you doing to him? Oh, he's learning how to be entertaining. <laughs> oh, please, he's entertaining because he's a badass. That's entertaining to me. Yeah, it's like putting the gold, you know, the the wig on Goldust. I mean, uh, Goldberg that one time. Yeah, it's just like you can't do that with certain talents, man. So I don't know if it was just a photo caught at the absolute right moment, but to give you an idea of what the Manhattan Center was like, there was that viral tweet tonight that showed Jr. and uh, Jerry sleeping or appeared to be sleeping. Yeah, if you go to on our site, the the second of the top article right now is about the fans chanting bullshit at Raw tonight at the Manhattan Center, and then there's a photo of Jr. and Lawler falling asleep. Multiple occasions of tough. I doubt they were really asleep. Really asleep, guys. Check out, check, check out the photo. <laughs> yeah, you got to see the photo. <laughs> it's, a, it's a still picture, right? It is a still photo. They could have just been looking I'd have down. To see, or... I'd, I'd, have to, I'd, I'd have to see the video. You know what I mean? Of yeah. It could have been gone. blinking simultaneously, you know? Yeah. Um, but also the way they're positioned. I mean, it's pretty. I think it's pretty clearly uh, they dozed off for a little bit. Um. I don't know. Maybe not. We'll see. It could be. You could be right. It could be just the perfect timing. But um, yeah, yeah. I liked. I liked when they brought the women out. I thought that was very nice moment, and I loved uh, the Elias and Chris Jericho promo backstage. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, it seemed like there were points where it was like they could kind of pick up a bit, but then they had Elias doing the song, calling out Jimmy Fallon. Uh, dissing The Rock, seemed like, man, this would be a great time if The Rock was going to show up. The Rock didn't show up. But John Cena came out. And so uh, we talked about this last week. So it looks like it's going to be Elias uh, John Cena setting something up further for them for the Rumble and beyond. Yeah, I think that's his house show. You know, it's his live event opponent for a while. Samoa Joe, he gave an injury update, basically said it's week to week. Um but yeah, WWE doesn't have him scheduled for any events through WrestleMania. They, they removed they removed him from all live events until Mania. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's one of those cases where it it, it gets better quick. Um, I don't know. I'm tired. Mark, <laughs> Mark Henry and the Godfather backstage. That yeah, was, uh, they were there. No, it was, Godfather it was, okay. was with a woman. Turned out it was his wife. That was the big, the big joke. Yeah. Um, Titus O'Neil and Apollo Crews versus Rhino and Heath Slater, which really made it seem like the night was going nowhere. But then we got the Dudleys coming out. Good pop. Yeah. They boned their entrance, though. How's that? Why didn't, why didn't they give them pyro? Why didn't they give the whole... They went right into the song. They always do. They always start off with that bomb noise, that bomb going off first. Yeah, they don't do the pyro anymore. I think that's just. I think that's like the rule. Like they don't want to bring it back and make it seem like, uh, reminding fans that they had pyro. So I think they just. I just think that it definitely affected their initial pop, though. I do. Yeah. But they got the table spot. That was good. Um, okay, I think we can all agree this was a high point, though. AJ Styles and Mean Gene Okerlund. <laughs> right? I Are mean that kidding? was nostalgia done <laughs> that was nostalgia done right. I mean AJ did the little Hogan impression. I mean it was just enough, but you know, tease the match for Sunday. Mean Gene is hanging on, looking good. So I like the I like the the mean gene thing. I liked him starting with the Hogan, but then once he jumps into that cami stuff, oh, that's it makes him look like a, such a mid carter doing you know, with the, the cami name. I don't know. I thought I, I thought it just kind of killed it from there. Matt is frozen again. I am. Yeah, nope. <laughs> oh, you're back. Now you're back. <laughs> yeah, you had frozen up there for a second. Okay. Hang hang on, guys. Uh, I don't think I'm. I'm on. Yeah, I'm on Wi-Fi. I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, we can hear you fine. Yeah. So, what did you think of that promo, Matt? Uh, it was all right. I don't know. I, it made me uncomfortable. 
Because of aging? It's just, you're talking about AJ and Mean Gene, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just another jamming a square peg through a circle hole again and trying to jam two things together that don't work. I, I don't know. I didn't like it. All right. Yeah. Is that not good enough that I said no, I don't hey. like it? Oh. <laughs> You're allowed to not like uh, whatever you don't want to like. Okay, well, so we're going to talk. I'm sorry. We're going to talk <laughs> about uh, the DX segment in a second. But first, I want to give some love to the sponsor of this episode. You know, some people that were at the Manhattan Center paid like $1,000 to be there. Let me tell you, you should not be paying that much for sporting events, for wrestling, for the theater, for concerts, for comedy. And the way you don't pay that much is you buy your tickets on SeatGeek, who is the sponsor of this episode. You've heard us talk about it, how buying tickets to sports and concerts can be so complicated and confusing, but SeatGeek is the better way to buy. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets for every type of live event, whether you're searching for a last-minute deal, planning a night out, or just need to find the perfect gift. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, and they're fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team, musician, or sports entertainer in person. And SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. You've heard Raj and I talk about it. We've both got the SeatGeek apps on our phones. I've used it for Hamilton tickets, WWE tickets. Uh, Raj has used it for uh, the sports ball and for Lady Gaga because, you know, he's a man with range. It is by far the easiest way either of us have ever found to shop for tickets because we can be anywhere and with just a few taps, we can instantly find seats. And what's great about it is that it's designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. I just used it to get my WWE tickets for an upcoming live event in Sacramento. So looking forward to the show. And what I loved about it was that it saved me time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices to find me an amazing deal. And you get the most bang for your buck. SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket from sports, concerts, theater, comedy, wrestling, and more. And best of all, our listeners can get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code INC today. That's promo code INC for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And that just reminded me, you know, with SeatGeek, because I've used them for the last couple of events. The sports ball, as you called it. uh, Yes. The Broncos tickets and then uh, Lady Gaga and Hamilton's coming. And I totally forgot to, I totally didn't even think about uh, checking out uh, what it's, you know, if it's on SeatGeek. So I'm going to check that out after we're done here. Yeah, it's fantastic. And then you and I can both uh, spend an episode trying to describe to Matt Morgan the plot of Hamilton as he just looks at us with disbelief that it's an actual thing <laughs> and that it's so popular. Yeah, it's, a, so, it's, it's insane. Absolutely. Uh, great uh, real show. quick, before we get yeah. to DX, Matt, did you take um, Matt Hardy losing that clean to Bray Wyatt as they're going to do something else uh, with this feud, or was that the end of it? I, any other situation, I'd say that's the end of it, right? Yeah. But – how how are we doing on the card here for Royal Rumble? Um, it's pretty well. We'll get we'll to this later. later. But we yeah. we lost we lost one the title match with the uh, the Enzo stuff. Um, so I think it depends on how many. You know what I mean? I literally I think I, I think maybe that was a sign tonight that they that they're good on their card that they know who they who's work who's working who and whatnot. I don't think either one of these guys had WrestleMania plans. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely seemed like uh, it, it's not going to be a big match at the Rumble. If they would have announced it tonight, and you know, as opposed to throwing it on and announcing it on Twitter. So, um. they make Edwards in the Royal Rumble, like, like not in the match, but like uh, facing each other at Royal Rumble. No, never. It Did was they, assumed, but I never saw an actual advertisement that said Royal Rumble and, the, and Matt on it, and then another one with Bray. No. No, they're in the Rumble. They're in the Rumble match. At least Matt is. I, I'm assuming. Oh, really? Is. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's. Uh, I think it could be the end. Yeah, it seemed. It seemed like that to me. It seemed like the blow off. But Matt Hardy had he'd done some recent interviews where he said they're going to definitely do some stuff at the compound and all this. But oh yeah, I was just yeah. And you know, I was just going to say maybe it's not because what's different about this is the the, the character stuff. It's so character driven that. I honestly don't think the wins and I can't believe I'm saying that sentence, but I don't think the wins and losses matter as much with these two, even if someone loses completely clean. Do you know what I mean? Because we still haven't been explained Sister Abigail and their connection is connected to the connection to Matt, right? They they did kind of plug that again tonight. Yeah. And Jr. did say maybe we'll see Sister Abigail, which he could have just been him uh, riffing, or maybe he's hinting to the return of Bray 
in a white veil. Yeah, that was horrible. Maybe he, maybe he comes with Sister Abigail and fights him at the compound. But I don't know. Every week they go on longer with this feud, the the worse it is. So I <laughs> I almost feel like if that was the blow off, it might be a good thing for Matt and have him move on to someone else. Okay, I'd be for that. The only thing that would be cool is if they think they could save this and they'll never do it is if they go to the compound, they give Matt carte blanche, which they'll never do. Yeah. Meaning to let him do what he did with TNA. They, they would never sign off on that. Yeah, I can't see that. I can't see them all of a sudden for that um, when they haven't so far. Yeah. This is crazy how they just don't listen. They do not analyze what they don't do right. I, don't, I can't believe this, you know? Yeah. Like, I want to know who's sitting there going, yeah, that was great. That's who I want to. I want to talk to that person <laughs> whose job is to sit there and go, yeah, that was fantastic. This entire, we really did a great job with Matt Hardy's uh, broken character. I want to meet <laughs> that guy. It was probably Vince. <laughs> yeah, I think based on everything, even recently, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are on Chris Jericho's podcast and Kevin talking about Vince not being happy with them for a while. I think Vince mm-hmm. has the idea in his head and it's your job to make it work. And if it doesn't work, it's your fault, not his. Yeah, but back then there was, I sound like Russo here, but back in the day there was people that would say, that would check, that would chin check Vince in a nice way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And be like, eh, that didn't work. We need to try this way yeah 39 writers to my understanding yeah what was the turnover in writers back then though compared to now my understanding is that it's gotten much worse like just how long people last there was no turnovers there was a writer there there was russo and and ed there forever for a while i should say before that it was what corny and 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 bruce forever Mm -hmm. when you were there though who who, how many writers did they have that's when that shit started dude that's when it started um a lot i remember on smackdown we had about five or six and raw about four to six as well okay because now they got like 30. i so. know isn't that crazy <laughs> yeah it's insane and yeah. then for producing pretty much the same storylines every week so. weaker if anything yeah. yeah no absolutely you saw the stuff at the beginning of the show and then you know the other stuff like that that brock we're gonna get to that here in a minute <laughs> but, mm-hmm. That's just so tired with uh, what they did at the end. DX, okay, the comedy was one thing, but I really like Triple H speaking, uh, giving shout-outs to Rick Root in China, which I thought was fantastic. Love that. Yeah, I think, is that the first time her name has been mentioned on WWE TV since, probably since she left? Since something on the network, yes, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, that was really cool. Um yeah, I mean, I just felt like they kind of do the same thing with DX. And, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're there for the nostalgia pop, but they, I felt like this was the exact same thing they did at Raw 1000. Old so guy's making me feel standard. uncomfortable. <laughs> Except Billy Gunn looks fantastic. He Always. Looks... Billy Gunn looks like a million bucks, bro. Yeah. X-Pac looks really slim, you know, like, you know, uh, doesn't look like in wrestling shape, but he looks... He, I was he, hoping he would trim. sell the one, two, three a little bit. You know what I mean? Because that was smarter for them to chance. She's like, what is that? I'm like, don't you remember, babe? The big upset, the little shit that lost, you know, that, that, that beat Razor Ramon back when we were, we were kids. And she was like, oh my God, yeah. I'm like, that's him. That's one, two, three kid. <laughs> and that was a big part of their 25 years. Are you kidding me? That was a huge part of it, especially in the Manhattan Center. Yeah. So yeah. I will say kudos to the fans for that chance. Yeah, you, I mean, you think about top five raw moments at the Manhattan Center. I think that's in there. Definitely, easily. yes. And Scott Hall appearing as Razor Ramon tonight on the name, the nameplate coming out. That's been a while. Yeah, it looked great too, man. He, he's, he's still sober. You can see it from a mile away. Yeah, yeah they cut to a commercial during his entrance when he got in the ring, which is kind of it's kind of awkward. Yeah. Really long too, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. And then came back, they did the promo, like we guessed last week with the Revival, they were just being positioned to get uh, squashed. We, the, we predicted the exact friggin' thing. Yeah. I said, I said two, what do you call it, would be in there and do some sort of two sweet shake, handshake, and you said it would be Revival taking everyone's finishers. That's literally what happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Triple H giving a nice little rub to, to Finn there in the ring, hyping him up. I thought this... That's his boy, yeah. Man, like that was great uh that segment the only problem with this is everyone looks so much bigger than finn 
He looks small out there. Yes, I agree with that. I agree. I do. Um, well, you know, hey, I hear 205 Live has an opening for a top guy right now. No. 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 <laughs> if they don't do that, I do not think uh, the show will still be running uh, post-wrestling. Okay, see ya. Yeah. I mean, see you later. Yeah, that's when it's time to ask for your release. Yeah. Um, man, so after that, let's talk about what happened with Kane Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman hyping up the triple threat for the Royal Rumble. I mean, clearly, you know, this is the big match. Ending with it. Um, Raj, what were your thoughts on this? You said earlier you had... Uh, with the the Brock ending? Yeah. I feel like they just... They do that all the time. I just felt like it was just the standard stuff. I, I feel like they did the same exact angle when Lesnar and Strowman had their feud like last fall, right? That mm. led to their match. It was Braun just laying out Lesnar and putting him through a table and yelling. That was that was it. Same exact angle. Matt, what'd you think? Yeah, he's you he hit it on the head. It, it was very. Uh, but you know what? Is it one of those things where <clears throat> when, when I try to say predictability sometimes is good? You know, we paid money to see Hulk Hogan do the same comeback every single night, but we liked it. I mean, is it one of those things with, with, with we need to see Braun continue to be strong? Which is fine. And that's okay. And I, I'm totally fine <clears throat> with them having Braun laying Brock laying. But to do the same exact angle that you did, like find a different way to do it, you know? Um, you know, Dude, they've had him pick up. Tr- he's picked up trucks. He's taken down sets. Right. He almost gang raped Michael Cole. He's <laughs> he's literally done almost all these outside the box type of activities to prove his strength and dominance. I'm, I mean, yeah. So why else? for the go home show have nothing? Just this, you know, the standard standard stuff. Yeah, by comparison, yeah. I was just wondering if they already did it all. Is there anything else we're missing? You know, what we're well, what would you if you had the book? What would you do? Um, let's see. I could have it where uh, Braun is Braun is calling him out. At, what's that? You can't even say if you had the book. What would you do anymore? That's how crappy his business. Right. Is. If I had to sit down with the twenty nine other writers, what would I pitch? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It would be a big plan of like, okay, guys, this is how we're going to keep Vince distracted for the entire day until we go on the air. Yeah. You know. I would do, I would have done something kind of more with of. the two locations, yeah. like having Braun come out, uh, you know, in, in the Manhattan Center, but Brock is at Barclays, so Braun gets in, is like, and starts, you know, going to going to Barclays to find Lesnar, and you know, doing something where you could involve both locations and and New York and, Street and Fight from oh, one bro. location to the other, you know. Yeah, and then they brawl oh, outside yeah. the Manhattan Center, or, you know, something like that, or they're brawling in the stands Dude. at the Manhattan Center. Yes, and you have Brock take a bump off of the, what do you call it? Oh, uh, at the Manhattan Center in the stands? Yeah, yes, just because you can totally set up a cushion and be safe with it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Just something that would be pretty cool. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know what would be cool if Kevin Nash, why didn't they do anything with Diesel? Oh, he uh, couldn't make it because of his knee. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I was going to say, what would have been cool, I was hoping what happened was uh, Braun would come. Like, they'd get his ass over there unexpectedly. He mm-hmm. just looked like he was closing out the show on Barclays, right? And then they go back to, like, the, let's say the DX thing. And then they bring Big Diesel out, you know what I mean? Just just because. And uh, at the end of it all or whatnot, before they had the Finn and all that other crap stuff. Anyways, and Braun comes out and they just have, like, the stare down. You know what I mean? Like, no one would have expected it. And, again, it gets Braun over, like, a million bucks. He doesn't have to even do anything physical. Just stare a hole through Nash and, you know what I mean? Yeah. See, two big dudes just fucking staring hole through. It's Godzilla versus King Kong kind of a thing. And you had all these legends tonight. Maybe you could have had Braun destroy a couple, you know? To Oh, definitely. Billy would have... Oh, my God. Billy would either choke light and easy to... Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 I mean, on one hand, everything they advertised showed up. There were just no surprises. Yeah. They they did show CM Punk a couple times on screen, which I think that was also the first time since since he left. Um, oh, Daniel Bryan and the Miz had that little stare down. Yeah, that was good. stare down. That was good. Um, yeah, that it was kind of yeah. It just kind of fell flat. A bunch of cameos, 
normal stuff you'd expect with DX. Really no creativity, I thought, at all. Even the Austin McMahon stuff, which was by far the best thing on Raw. Uh, was not real creative. Yeah, you could, you've, everyone knew that's what you'd probably expect, you know, if you're doing something with Austin. And, and, and in their defense for that one thing, that, that predictability thing, I would pay money to see, even though we know it's coming. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because there was, there, was, there was part of me, you guys, that didn't think Vince could take that bump anymore. Yeah, I thought that's why they had Shane do it, was because he couldn't do the bump. Me too. You see Vince pour a beer on him? <laughs> when, when Austin was raising his hand, he purposely ribbed his son and poured beer on him. If you walk, go back and watch it, when they turn their back to the hard camera with Austin raising Vince's hand, watch yeah, it again. Yeah. I, I, I rewound it. It's hilarious. Vince is funny. Yeah, I, I liked his "I'm an old man" speech. I thought that was, uh... yeah, yeah. He was. I mean, that segment was awesome. I'm when he was selling out home. Shane and everything, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> but he can't take the kick to the gut. Like he didn't move at all with that kick to the gut for the stunner. But of course yeah, not. But... I didn't expect him to. I, I couldn't even believe he dropped to his knees. Yeah, he took the I stunner great. Worried. He did, that's the, one of the best ones he's taken. He's notoriously horrible. Yeah, at he used to have the worst. But... <laughs> Of all time, yeah. he uh, but you see, when he jumped up on the ring apron, when we first got up there. I'm like, Oh, don't do that, Vince. yeah, you know, you worry, yeah. Then they introduced the women's legends at one point where they had uh, the Bella Twins, uh, Kelly Kelly, who who looks amazing. Legend. Um, she's yeah, of course, she's always hot, but she's no legend, continue, right? Yeah, yeah. for Stratus, that was a strategy, and then Trish, but that legend. was a gigantic pop, oh, yeah, legend, yeah. Who else was there? There was someone else, wasn't there? Uh, Maria, Maurice, uh, yeah, uh, Jacqueline. Yeah, Jackie. I think he could put just Jackie on there, but uh, Maria and Maurice is a stretch. Yeah. But, oh well. Yeah, I mean, I, it's tough because this had two purposes tonight. One was to advance the Royal Rumble, get some momentum back given the injuries and – derailments in recent weeks and at the same time celebrate raw's 25 years so i think expectations were really high on both counts and i feel like if it had been two separate events it would have been better i did not expect them to advance storylines uh, i so? didn't mm-hmm. i expect i expect them to advance maybe one the main event mm-hmm. brock and them that's all i expected from tonight's show other than yeah. the advertised roman reigns match obviously but that's really it i knew they were gonna do a cluster f crap of all the anniversary stuff because they get hard-ons for that way more than anything else and they do a horrible <laughs> job with it yeah. it's like a vince's line i'm not one to pat myself on the back <laughs> yeah oh man uh so raj what else happened in wrestling news today oh boy um yesterday what happened yesterday oh, what yesterday happened? is true matt morgan commissioner matt morgan matt morgan's Play living in the future three- Matt Morgan yesterday ran a free event called Candyland Clash for Candyland Park where Junior Babe Ruth League plays, okay, in Longwood. And I, on my own accord, organized and set up a wrestling event where I brought in WXW off of his company and to perform. And we charged free admission. No, we didn't charge admission at all. And we asked people to donate money because our kids need a new batting cage. So this is my way to raise money for that. And I had about a month to do it. I was away for two weeks because of work. And still had over 500 people show up, and it was a real big success. I watched the video on Facebook Live uh, that you had on one of your pages there. I thank thought you it was for, great. Thank you for plugging it on your site, guys. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, the big story, uh, Enzo Amore, WWE Cruiserweight Champion, uh, has been suspended by WWE today uh, after a woman accused him of raping her back in October, of just this past October. Uh, we of got what? A full re- Full report uh, on the site. What's that? What do you get accused of? Rape. What? <laughs> yes. Yes. What? So um, the date of the alleged incident, it's wow. uh, October 19th, Thursday, October 19th. Uh, the woman had actually filed a police report um, and the case is under investigation. Oh uh, the police had responded to a local hospital for a call of sexual assault uh, about four days later. Um, uh, now there's a lot of a lot of people that this is a, one of those really um, it's one of those really messy ones because uh, there's a lot of people who there's just a, a lot of a lot of doubts um, with some of the things she said that that didn't match. She she had said uh, 
Oh, good. I hope so. Good Lord. Yeah, but she did file a police report days after the incidents, way before she ever went public as well. So it's a messy one. Um, she she's Man. done some vlogs on her Facebook, on her YouTube. She wants um, she has one about uh, I don't know. It's a messy one. So, but she did file a police report. Say, day. It, say it. So first of all, in her tweet, um, she had mentioned that she spent forty five days after the incident uh, in a mental hospital over what happened. But her Twitter timeline has been active during that entire time. So that doesn't seem to hold up that she was in a mental hospital for 45 days. Um, there are a couple other things. Um, so, but at the same time, she did file a police report days of. So they're waiting lab results. And hopefully that should clear uh, things up a lot more. Guys, getting any excuses here or any rationalizations? But I'm telling you right now, and this was back when I was there. I can't even imagine what it's like today. There, I swear to you, there, there are women that go to the hotels that they know we're staying at, and they specifically are looking to to to, to do something. Whether it's to to to, to I, I I don't want to go over over the edge with this, but you know what I'm getting at. Just like other athletes and professionals, that's why you've got to be super duper careful. That's why you don't. You don't ever even mess with girls when you're on the road. Uh, you just can't take any opportunity. You can't take any chances. In this t- today's society, more than ever, people are looking to to do you in. And I'm not saying that happened here, but it's just any of the boys that are watching. This is why I make fun of the, the the video game players all you want. But I was always safe and sound, going right in my hotel room, whipping, uh, taking out my my PlayStation, and 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 that that was my night. Exciting Matt Morgan playing his PlayStation. You know what I mean? And talking to my wife on FaceTime. You can't mess up in that circumstance. You don't go drink. You don't do anything. And nothing bad can happen to you. So any of the guys that are watching this, guys, seriously, you got to be triple careful nowadays, man. And let's be clear. There's way more cases of women getting raped that don't report it. Um, it's, you right. Know, obviously, that's a, it's a huge problem. So if this happened, if it, you know, when everything will come out, then that's, that's, you know, that's really important that she came out and, and, and told, you know, and, and came mm-hmm. forward with this. So, and, and I think it's important to be clear. We reserve the right to really give our true opinions on this once we know the facts. You're right. Oh, and if what she's saying is true, Which, and again, she know. deserves to be taken seriously. The police are taking her inquiry seriously. If what she's saying yeah. is true, Enzo deserves whatever happens to him. And I say that as someone who's oh my a God, huge yeah, fan of the of guy course. going back forever. Um, yeah. But the, the thing about this is people say, well, why didn't they report? She did report it. The police are investigating. They're awaiting lab results. This, this is an ongoing investigation, and we should, we should know. But today, this blowing up, I mean, just to see the comments and everyone you know, trying to play detective and like armchair quarterback this thing, I don't think it does anyone any good. We need to wait no, for the proper channels right. to, to go through You're the right. process. Yeah, you know? so she, was, she had also said that there was another woman there, and um, – and another guy and that they were complicit in what happened. So she she'd accused a couple other people with this. They responded denying it. Um, were they wrestlers or just like random people? Uh, so, so one is um, a fashion blogger that they dressed him for a show. They're part of a, a online community of mm-hmm. fashion people and some of them i think it's like streetwear on reddit or something like that and some of them dress enzo in different towns for shows yeah mm-hmm. so the, the two other people being accused one was a woman named Layla shapiro the other is a designer named tyler grosso and um so they they posted a bunch of tweets really uh denying it um and then, then they deleted the tweets we have the what they wrote on the site but um so that those, those are the only public comments from the other side. Enzo hasn't said anything. WWE, they issued a statement. They sent us a statement earlier today that says WWE has zero tolerance for matters involving sexual harassment or sexual assault. Until this matter is is resolved, Eric Arndt, a.k.a. Enzo Amore, has been suspended. So no word on what they're going to do with the Cruiserweight title. Um, Obviously, 205 Live has been built around Enzo. And if there's a police case and everything on this, this could take a while. so, I don't know. It's it's a it's a it's Man, a, is that a situation without knowing all the facts. We can't say too much. Yeah. Um, yep. 
Yeah, and uh, you know, as we alluded to earlier, the cruiserweight division seems to be cursed um, through real life events and issues that they've had. I don't know how they come back from this. I do. They do not have another top guy, in my opinion. To uh, I mean, it was dead division. with Enzo in it. You know, the division. Right. <laughs> maybe a thousand people, and that's that's a generous estimate of one of the live events this past weekend. Yeah, but those live events, man, they look fun. Like, if they did that, where they had the smaller crowds taped a separate building and taped the show there, it would be way more successful than what they're doing now with these post-Smackdown tapings in front of a crowd that doesn't care. And um, yeah. they're just killing it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so kind, of, kind of a down note to talk about. Um that's huge, guys. That's huge news. That's huge. I don't, I don't know what's going on anymore. Obviously, but I, I, that's humongous. I can't believe that. No, it's not to be glib Man. about it. You know, even in attitude, it's not. I mean, there's nothing funny about it. It's just with the cruiserweights, it just seems like it's one thing after another. Real life is preventing that division from uh, sustaining. Yeah. Um, another thing today, Variety had an article about Raw 25 tonight, and they talked about a lot about the TV deal, the upcoming TV negotiations with mm-hmm. WWE. Um, Going to Fox. We had mentioned in the past, well, Fox is one of the suitors. It's a rumor. Um, now, oh, I have an insider on this one. I know for a fact. I'm joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing with Fox is if it moved to Fox, um, you know, Fox has local news at the uh, the 10 o'clock hour, uh, or the uh, – you know, when, the third hour of Raw, that's when they air their local right. news. So Raw would two have to hours. cut back to two hours. And that would be huge. So being on a Change network, it. for the first time ever, Raw has never been on network television. So to be on a network and then be in two wow. hours, oh, my God, that sounds amazing to me. And then so SmackDown would be on FS1, Raw and Fox. Far, far from happening yet, but... You know, they did say they want to announce the new TV deal between May and September this year. So, uh, cool. but yeah, so, so Variety noted that both Amazon and Facebook are also interested in bidding for Raw and SmackDown. So, there you go. Yeah, those mixed match challenge numbers uh, must not be so bad. Well, was- I think this was probably before mixed match. Probably before, then <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, we're not so sure, guys." Yeah, well, you got to remember, mixed match challenge is a is a, a nothing gimmick that. You know, they're still getting a million plus viewers on that match, you know. So, yeah. Tomorrow night, though, Miz and Asuka love their promos. Yeah, pretty funny, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And the Miz, the Miz is great with promos. And I just don't, I do not care about this tournament. Nobody does. Oh, yeah. One more thing. EC3, EC3 is, uh, EC3 is coming in. He's, at the performance center and uh yeah so i don't know if he'll be back for the rumble i think he'll Good be at takeover him, i think he'll be at takeover Great for him. i don't see him in the rumble just because i don't think he's i would love that big. We, we we said this that we all here think and we hope not not nothing against him because he can't do it on the main roster but we would love to see him on nxt in a major role and run that show because that dude is money on the mic he is good Dude, Eli, what's his name? Is money? I'm Eli Drake's awesome. Right. How good is that, dude? Yeah, he's he's uh, he's one of the best talkers right now. I think he really is very confident, man. When I went there for a little bit, I got to be friendly with him a little bit and you know, go back and forth with him, uh, texting and stuff when we'd be away from TV. And I'd watch all his stuff and break it down with him. I'm like, dude, you're freaking money. Like he is a main event promo, bro. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, he's impressive. He's got he's got the star quality. I mean, his matches might not be the best, like what the IWC likes, right. but um, his promos and his the look and everything. He's got that superstar everything superstar package. So yeah, um, yeah. So that's that'll be huge. So hopefully, you know, we see EC three this Saturday. I, hopefully, he doesn't go back to Derek Bateman. Um, and I'd like to see him stick to EC three. It's a cool cool name, and he's made something with it. Oh, we'll see. Uh, yeah. you, you guys both you guys both froze there for a second, but now oh, I see it. I'm here. Okay. Real quick, Royal, Royal Rumble winners. Who do you guys pick for the two Rumbles? <laughs> I, I can't. I honestly, I don't have to cop out. I, I have no I friggin', I have no idea. Somebody, I know the rumor's been what, Dolph? Dolph has won. Daniel Bryan's, you know, his betting odds have been rising. Uh, but... I would love that. 
Yeah. That would be so awesome. And that'd be so awesome if they went with Daniel Bryan, AJ at Mania. Oh, my God. I don't think I can handle it. I know. God, I'm such a mark. What happened? You're cursing it because now it's going to end up being Roman. It's just going to be Roman, just like, it's going to be Roman and you'll like it. That's, you know, Vince McMahon's. I think if Dolph doesn't show up on SmackDown tomorrow, I could see it being Dolph. And uh, that wins it, yeah, yeah, because it's wow. it's probably gonna be a SmackDown guy, right? Because you got Reigns going with Lesnar at Mania. They don't, I don't think they'd want Reigns to win the Rumble because of the crowd reaction. Who knows? They might still do right. it, they didn't say screw it. Oh, we're gonna have Reigns win. They deserve, they deserve every Gatorade bottle full of piss thrown at them for that, yeah. And then so that leaves a SmackDown guy, and they've been doing this angle with Dolph, who's supposed to be coming back after the Rumble. So um, kind of makes sense. I, I, we'll see if he comes back tomorrow and is just put back in the U.S. title picture because then no way. Daniel Bryan, obviously, I don't see it happening, but that would be amazing. That would be – I mean, that would be the new main event for Mania in my, in my book. Oh, absolutely. Well, you guys, I don't know if you caught yesterday's uh, charity event I ran, but I did a run-in, and I looked really impressive, and I got a call for the Rumble. So I'm just letting the cat out of the bag. <laughs> I'm going to be number two. He's going to pull a Shawn Michaels. Was Shawn Michaels number two or number one? He was number one. He was number one. Yeah, I thought it was one. And Davey Boy Hart's was two. He always draw like two or three back when he was – like way, way back. But when they Heart were, Foundation like, uh, days? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you always had the the worker guys at the beginning, like DiBiase yeah, and Brett. The wow. reason I don't think you could go back to the WWE, Matt, is I don't see after having to watch Raw all this okay. time and talk about it. No, no, no. The reason why is I don't think you could hold it in. I think you would explode at Vince like week yeah. three with uh, just all your thoughts oh, and feelings oh. about how terrible Word. the storytelling is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so Matt, you got to pick then. No, oh, sorry, can't hear you. I have to, you okay, there you go. Now yeah, can, yeah, now I, got you. I don't know why I'm blinking in and out. Sorry, guys, and everybody watching. Um, I'm going to go with Nakamura. All right, Glenn. I'm I'm going to stick with Rusev because you know if it happens, I'll look like oh I knew it all along. No. Uh, all and right. um, if Dolph doesn't show up tomorrow, I'm I'm saying Dolph. If he doesn't show up tomorrow, I'll say Reigns. What about for the oh, women? Geez. How about who? The women. So the women. Uh, hmm. I, I'm going to say Ronda, Ronda Rousey. Oh. Should uh, be a big surprise. Come in, win it. I think uh, Becky Lynch. And I think that uh, somehow Carmella gets the title between now and Mania. And the match is like the opening match of WrestleMania. All right. And. Matt, Ronda Rousey is. Just, can you see me? Yeah. yeah. Can you guys hear me? Um, Lynch. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I could see. I, I, I'm going to go with Nia Jax if it's not Ronda Rousey. And they go with Nia and Alexa Bliss finally for you know, because they've been kind of building that feud for a long time. Then what does Oscar do at Mania? I'd probably be put clumped in with all the other women in some, you know, multi-person women's match. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's no, it's not as clear as other years. So it's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we got a busy week coming up ahead. We're doing a special podcast this Saturday after TakeOver. Um, Myself, Justin Labar, and Chris Featherstone. And then... The three of us will be back Sunday night and Monday night after the Royal Rumble. Your your, your listeners and viewers don't want either of those two jabronis. They want me. Can you make make it Saturday? (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, I'm doing a charity dinner, actually. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I would have. I swear to God, though. I would have. Yeah, it was kind of a last-minute thing. But I know Saturdays are usually tough for people. But we'll be doing one, so check it out. Cool. Well, before we wrap here, anything you want to plug, Matt? I wish I'd plug my own charity event um, last week. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Um, I mean, sorry, guys. Um, no, not just my Twitter and Instagram handle. You guys already know it, at BP, Matt Morgan. Uh, see some of the videos and still shots from yesterday's show that we had here in Longwood. And uh, it was pretty cool. It picked up a lot of media here. 
something very different. You guys got to understand my city. There's a lot of the city that is basically 80 years old. So for me to bring wrestling here was a really big deal. And, uh, you know, our, our younger demographic came out and was excited about something and they didn't have to leave town to go do something entertainment wise. Like we've always had to do over the years. We go to our neighboring cities, Lake Mary and uh, uh, Castleberry and Altamont Springs to do anything worthwhile. And I'm trying to change that culture here. Well, it's good, man. Awesome. Turnout was good. You know, I think uh, you're on yeah. the right track with that. Raja, what's coming up on the site this week? Well, we got three podcasts, interviews with uh, the, the rest of the interview with Kevin Kelly was up. We've got stuff with Billy Gunn coming up. Um, Molly Holly. Um, Dabari is going to be back on our podcast, uh, on our Wednesday podcast, I believe next week um, with Mr. Anderson. So, yeah, busy. It's this. It's been insane lately, just with the amount of news, and it's it's going to get even crazier next week. So, yeah, check out the site. Check it out often. Cause you you if you, you haven't know. been on in like twelve hours, you probably missed a ton of stuff. This business moves fast, folks. Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Be back here Wednesday, twelve noon Eastern, for coverage of SmackDown, the Go Home Show before the Rumble. And again, we'll be here Saturday night, Raj and crew. Sunday night with the three of us, and Monday night to cover the. Uh, post-Rumble Raw. So until next time, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, at Glenn Rubenstein on Twitter, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.